Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 182 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com. We're back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for listening to me do that week after week after week. <laughs> And thank you to, to those of you who have picked up the ebook. Let me know if you like it. A lot of you got ebooks in the last couple of weeks. So I would love to hear from you if you actually read it and if you liked it. What did you think? Um, and to everyone, happy October. Are you just so excited that it's October? Because I'm just so excited that it's October. That fall is finally here. Yay! At least for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. Happy spring to those of you in the South. Either way, whichever end of the globe that you're living on, we have, if you're a magical person, we have an awesome opportunity to get our witch on coming up with Samhain in the North and Beltang in the South. And so the theme for October here on Hippie Witch and all things Kick-Ass Witch will be Real magic, real magic with the K for October 2016. I'm super excited to talk about this. I guess I talk about it all the time, but we just got off a month of really digging deep into personal development, working with all those themes of Saturn, like confronting your fear, working with time, working with structures. I don't know how you experienced that, but for me, it was very heavy. <laughs> if you read my newsletter last night, I was kind of kind of vague about how I changed, but I made a declaration that, like, I changed, and I did. I've been taking the last week of every month off, and I really needed it this month because I felt this huge shift happen inside me around my birthday, and it was definitely because of all the work I've been doing with Saturn and I think that shift was just like an integration, like clunk, like clicking into place. <laughs> and um, so I left it vague on purpose so you could read into it, whatever you want to read into it, hopefully something about yourself, some insight that you may have had uh, when we were exploring Saturn. But anyway, we did all that in September. So it's time for a little fun, a little, a little magic and some witchcraft. And my intention with this month is to really get into the how of magic, because I know so many of you love the how-tos. I get a lot of requests for how-tos. I don't do a lot of how-tos because I think magic is very personal. And my, I am not, I'm not the person to teach people candle magic sigil magic and all of those things I will sometimes and I probably will this month just for the fun of it but truly what I talk about here all the time is my brand of magic a psycho spiritual approach and I see anything that creates change and conformity with your will as a form of magic it's a very 
broad definition. I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with me, but that's how I practice magic. And that's why I call myself a witch. And I don't need permission to do that awesomely because we live in the times we live in. So there you have it. (laughs) Today's show, though, today, this show right now that you're listening to, it's going to be a kind of primer for that. So before we get into the how, I want to get into the what and the why of magic, which is something I cannot I cannot answer or define, but I will try anyway. (laughs) This is the what and why of magic, according to me. Um, You may have a different definition. But what got me thinking about today, what I wanted to talk about today, was an experience I had out and about. My friend Dawn Champagne of the Goddess Diaries, I've had her on the show a bunch, she came out to visit for my birthday and we had this awesome weekend and one day in particular we got to drive around Silver Lake and I got to show her my favorite witchy shop and we went into a place called Spellbound Sky and it's kind of off the beaten path if you ever visit LA it's right off Sunset Junction Spellbound Sky and I'm saying it slowly because I highly recommend you go in there it's a beautifully uh, set up store. Like it's very nice looking. It's very tasteful. They have this awesome meditation room downstairs. But what I think the real attraction is uh, are the two owners. So fun to talk to. So witchy. So interesting. And we ran into one this day and Don was buying a bag with their logo on it. And um, she asked him as he was ringing her up, is this your logo? And he got all into this kind of enthusiastic speech about sigil magic and how their logo is a sigil. And if you don't know what a sigil is, it is a special symbol that is created with magical intent. So you create, create it with a magical intent. You draw. People use like characters of letters, symbols, shapes. Um, It's very, very personal. Some people use a sigil throughout the life of their magic. Some people create sigils for very specific things. Um, This sigil, their logo, uh, is a circle with four pyramids laid out in a really cool way. It looks very graphic and is it's very much like, I can't show it to you, I'm sitting here holding my hands in the air, <laughs> trying, trying to demonstrate for you, but I know you can't see me right now. It, it looks like sacred geometry. It's a circle with these shapes inside. And I didn't even know it was four pyramids until he said, it. oh, it's got four pyramids inside. And then I could see it. And he was talking about how pyramids, so powerful, that shape, and it brings together, you know, as above, so below heaven and this earthly plane, and it draws down that energy. And so they wanted to create a kind of portal for magic, for their shop, and they have. And I just thought it was so cool what this whole thing that he launched into. And uh, I'll get into this later, but um, my comment to him, too, is we were talking about conspiracy theorists (laughs) and all the logos that it's just so fascinating if you go on YouTube and you'll see these conspiracy theorists breaking down the logos of gas stations and fast food stores or fast food chains and, and they read like all of this like 
nefarious intent into the creation of them. Like these, these are really evil satanic symbols and you know, they get into this such depth and pull up all these examples. And I was saying, you know, it's interesting because even just that they're creating that around these symbols shows that we all recognize there's a power in symbolism, there's a power in a logo, there's power in a sigil. We all recognize it. Some of us choose to harness that for our personal intentions, and we would call ourselves magicians or witches or law of attraction practitioners, new agey. There's all kinds of labels for it, but that would be us, right? We're people who harness that intentionally. And then there's people that recognize the power in it, and they're afraid, and they attack it, and they make conspiracy videos about, like, did you see this hand gesture this politician used or this celebrity used, and they're really a part of this evil occult, blah, 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 blah. They're trying to take over your brain. (laughs) So I just thought, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that. I've talked about it before, but I'm going to talk about it again. And I want to say, too, that you are a portal for magic. You, hopefully that will make sense as I, as I talk more here, but you are a portal for magic. You are a portal who can then create many other portals using your creativity and your heart and your mind to channel the flow of magic in whichever direction you choose or don't choose within the confines of this manifest reality we find ourselves in. And sometimes beyond those confines, depending on who you ask, which is where Words like supernatural come into play. I happen to think that it's all natural. And I think that's why many witches are into nature. Uh, We recognize that nature is magic to a large degree. uh, And we're channeling the energies of magic. So, and I think that every act of magic, even if it seems to defy the laws of reality, is totally natural. We don't know the laws of reality. Science is always trying to define them. But science is flawed. Science debunks itself all the time. And um, I think sometimes people replace the idea of God with science. And like science becomes their God. And it's like science says blah, 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 blah is like the equivalent of God said, so it must be true. End of subject. (laughs) So then you get into defining magic as being supernatural uh, and people are very afraid of what is supernatural. Sure, it's super as in super duper, but I think it's totally natural. And I believe that magic is both a noun and a verb. It's a noun in that it is what is. It's all around us all the time in the form of raw energy. It is pure potentiality, as Deepak Chopra used to say back in the day. I still like to say it, pure potentiality. <laughs> his, books, the, his book, the first book I ever came across of his was The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And pure potentiality is one of those laws. So just so fun to say. <laughs> I think magic is pure potentiality. Some people call it chi. Some people call it the Tao. Others simply call it energy or life force energy or source energy. I call it magic. The K comes in for me, for me at least. You might be different, but the K comes in when you start to direct 
that energy intentionally. It then becomes a verb because you're playing around with that energy on purpose. You're channeling it. You're directing its flow, which so many magicians, occultists, light workers, healers, yogis, witches, love 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 practitioners, the love practitioners. Law of attraction practitioners do. I need a better word for you people that practice the law of attraction. I hate saying law of attraction practitioners. What shall we call you? LOAers? What are you? How do you define yourself? Just straight up new agers, new agey people trying to be inclusive here. Um, I uh, wrote down a little handful of, I could have gone through all my books and this whole show could me just could be just me reading quotes, but I wrote down a handful of quotes of um, other magicians and how they define magic. And when I say magician, I mean witches, <laughs> uh, witches, occultists. Um, and of course, I always talk about Aleister Crowley's definition because it resonates with me. I'm not saying he was a super awesome, cool person. I'm saying his definition of magic resonates with me. And, and I would use this if someone asked me, what is magic? He said, magic is the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with will. I say it so many times, I probably didn't need to say that again, but since we're defining magic, let's. <laughs> um, creating change in conformity with your will. Jeed Parma, I hope I'm saying that right, says magic is the life force of the natural world, and thus magic is raw and neutral. So that's what I was just saying about, um, it could be both. So the way Aleister Crowley is talking about it is it's, it's a verb. It's something you do. The way Jeed Parma is talking about it is it is what it is. It's the life force energy of the natural world. And it's, it's, it's energy. It's just energy. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just energy. Depends on how you use it. Christopher Pinzak, who I love, who I've learned so much from, he says magic, and he's all three of these people spell magic with a K, by the way, which I love. Um, he says magic, in essence, is the ability to communicate to the universe what you want in an effective way so that the universe can then respond and create what you desire. That is really interesting to me, coming from someone who is very much a witch, like straight up witch, teaches people witchcraft. If you haven't gone through his, his book series on witchcraft, I recommend starting with the inner temple of witchcraft. Awesome place to begin. But it interests me because really that definition sounds very much like the law of attraction, the ability to communicate to the universe what you want in an effective way so that the universe can then respond and create what you desire it is that the universe is a sort of like wish fulfillment place (laughs) it assumes that the universe is on your side and that feels very new agey to me so I I wanted to bring that up because I thought that was interesting because a lot of witches do not have that perspective so there's a lot of crossover you see I see the crossover all the time but it kind of delighted me to see Christopher Pinzak saying something like that uh Zena Shrek I also again I don't know how to pronounce her name or I have one other quote don't know how to pronounce her name either <laughs> Zena I'm pretty sure is how you say her first name Shrek Zena Shrek she says the core practice of magic is 
the execution of a willed intent to create change in the material world, which either defies, hastens, or purifies the consequences of natural cause and effect. So I guess that's assuming some sort of supernatural vibage there because she's saying it defies, hastens, or purifies the consequences of natural cause and effect. I don't know if I agree with that. I'll have to think about that a little bit. I've already thought about it a little bit. I feel like maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like it's all natural. So yes, it, it defies, hastens, purifies, I feel like magic for me is more of a going with the flow and a direction and a channeling of natural energy and that it has its own cause and effect. So I don't know. What do you think about that definition? Well, let me know. Uh, Moving on. This is another name I can't pronounce. So forgive me if I'm saying it wrong. Dacha Avalon. Dacha Avalon has a very long quote here, but I thought it was interesting. Um, probably because it validates myself. (laughs) Isn't that what we all think is the most interesting? (laughs) She says, or he, I I think it's a woman. Um, There is no such thing as white magic or black magic. If you are participating in magic, you are interfering with the natural order of how life would have developed without your hand in it. You are manipulating reality to suit your own personal needs. Yes, this is a woman. I I remember the picture I was looking at. Okay. You are manipulating reality to suit your own personal needs. Regardless of whether you perceive it as positive or white light, you are manipulating life. If you are afraid of this responsibility or are intimidated by this statement, I encourage you to reexamine your belief structure. Witchcraft requires confidence and courage. There's a lot to unpack there. So when I say she's validating my beliefs, I'm talking about this statement she made about how there's no such thing as white magic or black magic. It's all the same. Going back, um, you know, it circles back to around to Jeed Parma's statement that magic is neutral. I totally agree with that. I also think, though, that and I guess this is where I deviate from her statement, I think that there is no opting out of the process. By choosing not to participate, you're making a choice. (laughs) So I don't know. I think, and this might be controversial, but I think we are all magical beings by nature. That being human makes us magical to some degree. And that by making choices on the daily, the choices that we make, we are, con- we are consciously or unconsciously co-creating our reality. But regardless of our intent, regardless of our consciousness about what we're doing, we're co-creating our reality every day. We are co-creating our reality every time we decide to turn right instead of left. Every time we say yes instead of no. Every time we form a relationship, every time we end a relationship, we are changing the trajectory of our own lives, the lives around us, the atmosphere around us, and sometimes like the physical environment around us. We are constantly creating change all the time. Every time we put a piece of food in our mouth, whether it's a Twinkie or an apple, we are altering our chemistry for better or worse. That's why for me, 
I have a hard time distinguishing between so-called mundane changes created by way of like diet and exercise, which I'm all about, um, and then change created with say candle magic. If you're trying to change your health, both might be of service to you and both require a degree of willpower, focused intent and applied energy. So it's all kind of like incestuous in my mind. Like to me, they go together. It's like, of course, if I want to improve my health, I'm going to um, utilize diet and exercise, but I'm also super witchy. So I'm probably going to do a candle spell too. <laughs> so um, it's all good to me and it's all magic, magic too, magic with a K in my opinion and this is why I would, I would incorporate, let's say, in that example, diet and exercise. It's not a shortcut in the way that it's portrayed in the movies. Like, poof, I wave my magic wand and presto, changeo, everything falls into place. You can't just wave a magic wand and have the body of your dreams. We live in a physical 3D manifest reality, and we're required to participate. If we want a rock and rock and bod, and our definition of a rock and rock and bod is 50 pounds lighter with more muscle tone. Like how do we, how do we achieve that by doing a candle, you know, by doing candle magic, I would say you do the candle magic to empower yourself personally, to empower your sense of willpower, to be led in the right direction to the right, to the right diet to the right fitness instructor, to the right ideas, to the right mindset that can serve your intention. I think candle magic is just a great message to the deeper layers of your psyche that like, yes, we're doing this now. I hereby define this as a rock and bod and I shall have that rock and bod. And I'm calling on all of my spirit guides to help me achieve that as best as I can. So it's a shortcut, but not in that like, Mickey Mouse, wave a wand, and everything like poof just falls into place how you want it to. It's a shortcut because magic, the way I see it, is deeply intentional. As a person who practices a form of psycho spiritual magic with an emphasis on know thyself, I cut out all of the bullshit that might suck up extra time or get in my way. So it allows me to walk a direct path to what I want rather than running in circles like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> Does that make sense? So in that way, yes, it is a shortcut because I'm not wasting all this time. Um, and I might have some spiritual guidance that I call in that helps me get to where I want to go a little bit faster, but I still have to put in the work myself. Does that, does that ring true for you? Um, it, I'll say it expedites magic, especially when you combine using this example, still food and exercise with the candle magic. It expedites the process of creating the kick-ass life of your dreams because it invites you to get crystal clear on what it is you are looking to create and to witness and embrace any blocks to that creation that might be hiding out in the shadows, for example, and then to proceed with the kind of spiritual force on your side, um, your guides, your, your angels, whatever energy you call in, your gods, your goddesses, your higher self, as is evidenced by the power of synchronicity. When you start doing magic, synchronicity is the feedback. You know, your own personal life is a feedback loop. And if you're paying attention, you're going to start seeing 
synchronicities happen and it's exciting when that starts happening. You start feeling like, Ooh, everything is magical because it is. <laughs> and isn't that what people who practice Taoist herbalism, martial arts, meditation, tantra, yoga, etc. Isn't that what they're doing as well? Isn't that what a Christian is doing when they call in the power of the Holy Spirit? In my experience, and from my perspective, yes, that is exactly what they are doing. <laughs> I just call it magic. And when we see someone who is really good at doing that, uh, we pop culture nerds, we like to joke that the force is strong with this one. Like there's so many different memes on the internet that says the force is strong with that one. And you have whatever, some little kid doing some awesome thing or <laughs> whatever it is. Um, so, yes, that's why I called today's show, uh, May the Force Be With You. The Force is with you, but may you know that it's with you, and may you harness the potential of that force, that magic, uh, in accordance with your will. I don't have a problem with that, because I think if you're listening to me, you're resonating with me, and you have good intentions. <laughs> and if you're, like, just some grumpy, meaner fuck who's listening to me because you have bad intentions? I don't know. Maybe something I say will like lighten you up a little bit. <laughs> so yes, the force, as in Star Wars, that force. Star Wars. Star Wars is an intergalactic fantasy demonstrating the power of witchcraft and the ways in which we can use the raw, neutral energy of magic for good. <laughs> or if we will, uh, to use it in service to the dark side. Truly. <laughs> I just said that to be funny, but I mean it too. I really, really do mean it. Um, and it's, I don't know, darkness, darkness, darkness. It feels like such a controversial thing to say because people, we like to argue over words. And when I say darkness, I mean bad. And let me, and we're not even allowed to say bad. We're not allowed to say negative. Like, I don't know what I can say anymore. But let me just reclassify for the umpteenth time that I personally do not equate darkness with badness. I'm just using it here as a form of shorthand, for lack of a better term, because that's the language used in Star Wars. So blame George Lucas if you want to blame somebody. It also gets thrown around in magic, um, in the magical and new age communities as the dark and the light as well. Light workers is actually not my favorite term because not because of the term itself, light workers, but because of the way it's often used by people who call themselves light workers in the metaphysical community. It often has a ring of self-righteousness to it that rubs me the wrong way. And some people who use that word to label themselves are master shamers of we who are not as enlightened as they <laughs> because they eat such and such diet or because they practice such and such whatever like I don't know I that ugh, I, there's a lot of that going on with our community and so sometimes certain words that do make sense to me on paper they kind of fall out of favor with me because of stuff like that I think some people that use the word like worker, they're big proponents of the old spiritual bypass. Just tap it away, tap it away. <laughs> EFT, all your troubles away. Think positive, think positive, raise your vibration, raise your vibration. And 
yeah, that's all fine and good. I don't have anything against that unless you're totally bypassing this whole other part of human reality, which is the physical part of reality and the shadows, the shadows, the shadows that do run so much of the show, whether we like it or not. Um, But I do think that taken on its own without the cultural applications that I'm complaining about right now, (laughs) light worker is a fairly accurate description of what witches and healers do, considering that darkness is merely an absence of light. And we are people who like to shine a light into the darkness. We like to see what's in there. Um, I recently heard the word evil, too, since we're talking about definitions. I heard someone describe it as an action taken with the intent to do harm. And yes, I think that could definitely be, be described as evil, which is what people often think of when they think of witches uh, and magic. But many actions that harm other people or the planet or animals, many actions that harm are taken from a place of ignorance as well. They're not necessarily done deliberately to harm someone. They just harm someone out of ignorance. In fact, I might argue that most are taken in ignorance, most actions that we might deem evil. I don't know if people have like malicious intent uh, as often as they're just acting ignorantly. Because they haven't done their shadow work, people. And that's why witches rock. (laughs) This is really just a PSA for witches. Yay! (laughs) Magically minded people rock because we do our best to act from a place of conscious intention. And when we act from a place of ignorance, we tend to recognize that. Like, oh, whoops, sorry about that. Something funky just jumped out from the shadows and I need to deal with that now. So, um... That's why I think we get a bad reputation because we're actually quite the opposite of evil. Uh, And when I think of evil, maybe not in the term of in the way of doing deliberate harm, but maybe just out of a place of ignorance. um, I think what the conspiracy theories that I was making fun of earlier, like they assume malicious intent where I think a lot of the damage that we do to ourselves and our planet is, just out of pure ignorance. Um, And even sometimes the intent can be to create a very, very specific effect. And then there's a kind of like willfulness about what the ramifications of that will be. You know what I mean? So marketing, I often say is to me, the closest form we have to dark magic, according to like that old classic definition of dark magic, because marketing is all around you. It's in the logos when you're driving down the street on your favorite fast food restaurant. It's all over your TV. You're pumping gas. You can't even pump gas now without having someone marketing to you. And it, that is nuts to me. (laughs) I just feel like, ah, I can't even shut it off. Like I purposely don't have the internet on my phone because I would go insane. I don't want people emailing me or Facebook messaging me when I'm at the grocery store. You know what I'm saying? I need some peace in my mind. So I, I choose not to have that in my life. And then there I am at the gas station pumping gas and it's right in front of my face. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I had a point. What was my point? My point is you could study marketing your entire life and never once will the words magic or witchcraft make an appearance in, in the text 
that you're studying, the book you're reading, the class. Um, they'll never just outright say this is magic. But if you are an occultist or you're a witch and you're aware of it, then it will definitely make an appearance in your own mind. If, if you learn about magic before you learn about marketing and then you go pick up a book on marketing, it will blow your mind. You're going to be like, oh, my God, this is the real dark magic. <laughs> it's crazy. Funny, too, how in Hollywood we say movie magic because movies, gosh, they employ so many different layers of symbolism and generate so much emotion using music and visual imageries and smoke and mirrors. It's a fantastic form of magic. I love movies, but again, it's that like neutral power to create change and conformity with the will of the filmmakers for good or bad. It's neither good. It's neither bad. It's neither dark. It's neither light. It's what they do with it. Um, and just incidentally, my very first screenwriting software program was called movie magic. <laughs> uh, I personally, just to wrap this all up, I choose to believe that most people are inherently good. It's selfish. And I think that selfishness is necessary. It's a survival instinct. Um, we have to look out for ourselves and then our families if we're going to survive especially back in the day, like back in the jungles, back in the wild, back before we had civilization, like we had to be selfish to survive. Luckily today, most of our survival needs are met. Most of us have food and clean water and a roof over our head. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you have electricity or you have access to it somewhere. Um, so that like, I think that our selfishness goes into overdrive and that starts getting into like, I want all the things, all the things for me. And then our ignorance came, comes into play where we get into that, like, oh, and we're harming the people around us because of that. And I only bring this up, selfishness, evil. I'm not trying to ramble. I'm only just bringing this up so that maybe people who get sucked into those weird conspiracy theories or people that are so easily manipulated by movie magic or marketing um, or people that are afraid of witches or afraid of magic can see that it's not good. It's not bad. It just is what it is. And you can co-create your reality. You can consciously create the kick-ass life of your dreams if you want to harness that energy but um, what was the thing that the lady said? Where did I write this quote down? Um, I'm going to circle back around that. That's a good way to end things, I think. Um, witchcraft requires confidence and courage. Yes, magic. If you don't like the word witchcraft, I'm the word witchcraft for you. But if I haven't, magic requires confidence and courage. And there's nothing to be afraid of. And I just want to say that as we're heading into now talking about the how of magic and future videos and newsletters and podcast episodes, I'm going to be talking about the how of magic all month long. If at any point you're like, why are we doing sigil magic? Is this okay? Is it evil? You can refer back to this show. <laughs> And I want to thank those of you again who left me um, five-star reviews on iTunes. I haven't been around much to thank you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Merwena, I think I'm saying your name right, left me a really 
awesome, fun review. She was the last person. I just checked it out before I came on today. <laughs> and it made me laugh because she said a bunch of nice stuff. And then she said, from one airhead, Aquarius here to another, thanks for the podcast. And that cracked me up because it made me feel like so seen, like, yes, you get me. <laughs> Yay. Thank you guys for getting me. Thank you for showing up here week after week. I really appreciate it. If you want to get a discussion going on magic, uh, I'm so easy to find on Twitter and Facebook, here, there, and everywhere. Shoot me an email if you want to. And until we meet again, happy October. Much love to you.